Heather, good morning. Jason, good morning. And how are you today? I'm great. I'm, I'm great. We uh, no more soccer for my kids for a few weeks, but we went to a friend's soccer game instead. <laughs> so, uh huh. Wow, yeah. that's a that you're a good friend to go to yeah. another kid's soccer game. Wow. Yeah. That's something She's, I never really thought I would ever do. I went to. I think it was Judah that played basketball. Nope. Maybe it was Joss. It was yep. Joss. Yeah, I went yeah. to Joss's basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loved basketball. One or two. She, but she's a swimmer now. She's a, she's a total swimmer. <laughs> uh, Judah's swimming too. For school? No, for survival. Um, yes, for school. <laughs> okay. So Awesome. Well, hey, maybe we should talk about chapter five and not our children or our friends' there's children. There's swimming involved, <laughs> kind of. There is. Wow, what yeah. a segue. <laughs> I mean, I'm a former youth pastor. I know how to segue. I'm good. You just got to pay attention to everything. And say, I'll get it back. I'll get back to it. <laughs> Just yeah. remember how I got here. I'll get back to it. So, and that's uh-huh. easy. Yeah. So, speaking wow. of swimmers, we meet Gollum. Oh, man. <clears throat> As, I, I don't uh, like that at all. <laughs> yeah. The first time I read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like the way it's described is it's a swallowing sound. Like, okay. Gollum. that's Ew. how I thought it forever. Gollum. Like that. And then, uh, then I watched the the movies and circus is like clearing his throat all day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I think the gulping gross. golem is worse, actually. Yeah, they're both bad. And I mean it's helpful because he's a monster. True. So what are you gonna do? So all right, Heather, yeah. uh why don't you give us your synopsis of uh chapter five, Riddles in the Dark. Riddles in the dark. Um, yes. So just as a reminder from chapter four, Bilbo uh-huh. had gotten knocked off Dory's shoulders. Yep. Because uh, Dory got nabbed. Right. Um, and so Bilbo blacked out. He is now waking up. It is still super dark. And he's like, are my eyes even open? It's too dark to know. Um, so he kind of tries to get his bearings about him and starts going what he thinks is the right way. And at a um, at one point, he finds a ring and he doesn't know it yet, but this is a turning point in his career. I love that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a fun line. Anyway, uh, he was miserable. He thought of home again and uh, starts to feel a little better because he remembered or like he found his dagger somewhere in his pockets, one of his many pockets. Probably in the sheath that the dagger was in. Uh, attached to right? his belt or? Yeah, probably. Like that's Did usually how where people wear, wear knives and daggers. Hey, you know what? I just finished a book called American Dirt, which is really good. And she has her ma- machete in like machete? her sock. Machete, yeah, mach- machete. What? In like her like sock, yeah. So how big are her socks? And are they? Is this machete? Maybe she's wearing tube socks. Is this the dullest machete ever? Because maybe, well, maybe it's not cutting through cotton. Maybe it's in a sheath, (laughs) but she has to put it on her leg in her sock. All right, sorry. (laughs) American dirt. Yeah, it's really good. You should listen to it. I'll add it to one of my list of books. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> the list of books. Um, 
Jason's a massive nerd and made a spreadsheet of his books. Uh, anyway, so Bilbo can't hurt me. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's in a tight space. Eventually, gets to Gollum's lake. Uh, right. Gollum approaches Bilbo. Um, starts up with some riddles, right? Uh, as a way to learn more about the other friend or mm-hmm. foe, food or not. Uh, you know, etc. Um, and they agreed that you know if uh, if one of them doesn't answer, the other one gets like what the other one or gets to make the other one do what they want him to do or slash get eaten. Right. Um, and we'll talk about the riddles later. But finally, uh, Bilbo gets one last riddle. And he can't think of anything and starts like, you know, feeling for his pockets and says, what's in my pockets. And that Gollum takes that as like, Oh, final riddle. And it fails it. Um, and it, so then he has to, he, since they agreed, it was a gentleman's agreement that uh, he would take him out through the back door, which sounds really <laughs> weird. Um, but take him to the back door is what I meant to say. Not any better. Um, and so he says he'll show him the way out. <laughs> That's it. But wants to go to get his stuff first. Right. Um, and uh, so he goes back out to his island in the middle of the lake and is looking for the ring. That was his birthday present many, many years ago. Hmm. And the ring is not there because Bilbo has found it. Right. At that point, though, Gollum is not saying, where's my ring? Where's my ring? No, no. So Bilbo doesn't know, like, what's he looking for? Right, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, But Bilbo is like, what are you looking for? Gollum asks, what do you have in your pockets? Gets mad and starts chasing after him, and then he disappears. Turns out it's the same thing. Because the ring. The ring makes you disappear. Yeah. Unless you're in the sun. And even then, all you see is the shadow. Right. So. Yes. Remember that because it'll come back. Um, uh, Gollum starts monologuing. Not knowing that Bilbo was right there. Mm -hmm. And then he figures out Bilbo must have the ring, but he doesn't know how it works. I'm sure he doesn't know how it works. So he must have escaped and gone to the back door. And not realized that Bilbo did not know how it worked and follows Gollum to his escape. Um, Bilbo, well, but Bilbo eventually jumps over him and it's right. seven feet forward and three feet in the air. And Gollum is like, Oof. and Bilbo's like, oh, I gotta be quicker than that. He air butted over him. He, straight up air butt. Oh my gosh, air butt. Um, anyway. Gollum's like super depressed now because he's lost everything. He hates Baggins forever. Um, Bilbo eventually sees like some sort of outdoorsy light and sees that it's like blocked. It's a door, obviously, and it's blocked by goblins, but they can't see him because of the ring. And eventually the ring kind of falls off and they see him. And then he puts it back on and they're like, whoa. And then he gets to the door that is just barely open and he tries to squeeze through it 
because he can't push it open any further and like buttons of his waistcoat and all of that start popping off and somebody sees the shadow is like first stop there go everybody gets out and then he stays in the shadows of the tree yep. trees yep. that's it perfect bilbo chapter five had is done escaped. <laughs> bilbo had escaped um but goblins i read that that they don't like sun anyway as it makes their legs wobble and their heads giddy yes and i would have to say that like you know the first growing up in seattle we got months of not a lot of sun and when it was sunny it was often cold Mm -hmm. and so that first like hot day of april or may just took everything out of you like i don't know if you've had like no is that just me I don't think it depleted my energy. It like I would anytime there was like a crazy hot day after the months of of sad, I would go outside and and do whatever all day long and then I'd get home and I'd just lay down on the couch and be like, "Oh. Oh, well, I I'm tired now." I wouldn't blame that on the sun. I would blame I that on the, the doing whatever. No, I think it's the sun. Pedantic wrench. Wrench, wretch, wench. There's a poem <laughs> where okay. I think they call it a pedantic wench. That's the sun. The sun. Uh huh. All right. That's cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for your synopsis of this chapter. You did a good job. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you. that you didn't go through all of the riddles. No. Uh, I don't know how they understood a lot of the riddles. I was thinking the same like i mean as soon as they said what it was i was like oh okay yeah, yeah. i get that. like the mountain okay cool time got it but the one where they're talking about the fish and the bones and the cat gets the bones like what <laughs> oh i didn't get that at all oh yeah it's uh it's one of the last ones uh no i know here. i'm just saying like i didn't understand it um oh, okay not like you didn't read it no, I read it. I read it. Sure, 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 sure. I got it. I but it? so it was one of my like the worst ones. Like I don't even understand what that means. How would you ever know this? Yeah. Um anyway. Time. Hold on. No, that's not it. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't remember where it was. Oh, no legs um, lay lay one on one leg, two legs sat near on three legs, four legs got some. What? What? Okay, no legs lay on one leg. All right, that's a fish. No legs. Yeah. What's the one leg? Uh, right? Plate? No legs. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Fish on a little table. So table has one leg? Which seems like it's just a like a wine barrel. Maybe. Table. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just the dumbest riddle I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. So anything in this that you're like, oh, huh, what what's going on with this this chapter here or what is happening? Any any questions or concerns? Um, yeah, there was one like right at the beginning of the chapter uh when he was saying that uh the line is Bilbo was in Okay, I wrote it down. Bilbo was in a tight place, but not as tight for him as it would be for me or you. Who is this talking? Yeah, yeah. I still want to believe that Bilbo wrote most of this. And 
And then there is an editor's voice later. But that what, is because, like, also in the in the mountain story, they were kicking it like a football, right? What they were there was a, a line where the giants were kicking stones oh, right, like right, footballs. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think there's there's like these anachronisms that happen in this book that I think are oh. somebody coming in later trying to make sense of the text. Because Bilbo wouldn't have known what a football is. Right. And yeah. Frodo wouldn't have known what a football no. is. Yeah. So I still hold that the majority of this text was written by Bilbo, like the majority of the Pentateuch written by Moses. Sure. But there's somebody who came along later who told us that Moses is the most humble man to ever live. Right. You, you don't think it was Moses? <laughs> you sure, don't think cause... he just kind of shot that in there like, hey. Last words. Break this down real quick. <laughs> People need to know. Me, <laughs> People need to know. I've been working so hard at being humble. I was getting really good at it. You didn't tell yeah. anybody about that. Anyway. Uh... So I still think, I still hold that Bilbo is the one who crafted the story okay and i'm positive there's going to be people who will be like no that's not possible but i am fine with it <laughs> so because like the story is all bilbo all the time we don't get any other any other perspectives so we don't really get to like anybody telling us what happened when bilbo's not around is telling that to bilbo oh uh... and so and we haven't seen any of that yet we'll see it no. next chapter a next little bit chapter. So okay. when the the, I, the dwarves are going to say to Gan like to Bilbo like hey this is what happened to us and uh, but that's not the narrator telling us that that's them no. telling Bilbo right so. right um I will say Jason I almost kept reading today like I want to just do this chapter by chapter because I don't want to talk about things ahead of when they're supposed to be but I'm also just kind of like. Uh, I want to get through this book. <laughs> like, because you're loving it so much. Shut up. Um, I mean, maybe I don't know about loving it so much, but I'm enjoying that. It's. I'm yeah. enjoying it. The next, I hate yeah, myself, I know, it's so good. But... It's so good, Heather. <laughs> Just let it be good. Uh, the next chapter: Out of the Frying Pan into the Fire. The chapter after that: yeah. Queer Lodgings, which. I don't understand why there is not a hotel on Capitol Hill called this. Oh my gosh. Like, like why have they not done this yet? Anyway. That would be so perfect. And I'm not trying to be like anti anything. No, that's like, no, people that is would just flock like, to this. Yes. That is such <laughs> so, a missed opportunity. And there's if a I giant any... there's a giant bear in this chapter. And like that just lends itself to so much more stuff. <laughs> so I mean, come on. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, so That's I still think this is Bilbo kind of writing this story. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Any other right. any anything else that that stands out to you? Um. Okay. So when Gollum, I, when I first read this, I thought Gollum was calling himself precious. Uh huh. But it, he's talking to the ring. We don't know that yet. That's what it's sounding like. It's that's what like, it's sounding like. Yes. But what we also don't really know yet from this text in the video that I sent to you uh, from the, I think that's the two towers is where that scene is where Gollum is talking to himself. Oh, 
of Andy's circus. Yeah. So circus okay. is is Gollum and Smeagol. And so we don't really know Smeagol yet. And so this it from the book that we're currently reading. And yeah. So this is one of those things where this gets unpacked a little bit more. He could be talking to the ring. He could also be talking to a, another personality. Right. And Smeagol was who he was before Gollum. Before the Gollum personality took over because, and it says in here, like he's so used to talking to himself because he's been alone all these years. Yeah. Right. And so, so he, he could just be talking to his best friend himself himself <laughs> the only person he knows right okay right. so yeah so we're, it's kind of intentionally i think a mystery here who's he talking to uh is he talking to the ring is he talking to, or for bilbo is he talking to the birthday present or is he talking to himself who's he talking to and so yeah and yeah. he found the ring on his birthday or he just is like well, oh this is my birthday present to well, myself or there's different schools of thought here no there are not different schools of thought it's how much do i want to tell you right now okay he acquired it on his birthday he acquired it on what he said is his birthday okay so did he like fight somebody for it did he murder did he murder he murdered for this ring can i just straight up listener listener he muck ducked somebody uh listener viewer let me just tell you what if you haven't watched this yet this is revealed to us in, uh, I think it's in the beginning of the two towers. They show this in the video and it's powerful, but I, uh, Gandalf will explain this to Frodo in Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, Smeagol and his cousin, now this, don't laugh, his cousin Deagle. Nope. <laughs> they're out fishing. And Deagle, <clears throat> Deagle finds the ring in the fish bed. Or the waterbed, okay. okay. the riverbed, and and so Smeagol sees it, and he says, "You should give that to me. It's my birthday." And Deagle is like, "No, I'm not going to." And so then finders keepers, yeah. So then Smeagol kills him. Oh my gosh! And takes the ring, and then he finds that it's powerful and it can make him invisible and all these different things. But people are like, "Hey, you killed your cousin, and you're a super creep." with your invisibility powers and they drove him away. And so that's how he ended up in hiding from his, his people in the mountain. Oh my word. Yeah. So Gollum is a very tragic figure. He's complex for sure. Here. He's just like this slimy monster thing that uh, we are like, why is he, what's his deal? We don't know anything. So that's revealed to us over time. And so right now the ring is nothing. To us other than just like some kind of magic ring. Right. But there are things in indicated in this chapter and in the the second paragraph, uh, you know, he tells suddenly his hand met what felt like a tiny ring of cold metal lying on the floor of the tunnel. It was a turning point in his career, but he did not know it. Like mm-hmm. this ring, how did this ring get here in the tunnel? And then later, <laughs> later, uh, there is a line where Gollum is like trying to go through his steps and stuff. He's like, I lost it maybe back here when I got the squeaker. Cause he's killed a, a goblin a while ago. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. So he he is trying to back, backtrack, and then he says, "My birthday present. It came to me on my birthday, my precious." And so, like, it came to me. Like the ring has some kind of will of its own. Don't okay. don't Heather Heather. This is important. I told you this chapter is important. Okay. Um, and so the ring, uh, when Bilbo puts it on, on it says he put his left hand in his pocket. The ring felt very cold as it quietly slipped on his groping finger. The ring I, put okay. itself on. Wow. I didn't on, read it that way. I just thought like, you know, sometimes when you jam your hands in pockets, like cookie crumbs and everything else that might be in there gets. Right. But that's you. And- that's you <laughs> doing that. Bilbo okay. did not. He did. He just put his hand in his pocket and the, felt the ring quietly slipped on his groping finger. The ring has a a, a will to it. And uh, so then, then later, it, later, wait, 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 he, one more time. Next page, next page. Gandalf or Gandalf, Gollum is freaking out, and uh, he's like, "Curse it! It slipped from us." After all these ages and ages, it's gone. The ring left Gollum. It slipped from us. And then <laughs> one more time, as Bilbo is like about to go. You you pointed out the, that the ring slipped off. Yeah. Why would the ring slip off? The ring has a will of its own. It wants to be found, and it wants to get back to Sauron. And that's the like I. Yeah, Gollum has been living in this mountain by himself for ages. Uh huh. The the ring probably doesn't has want a, to be there anymore. Yes, and there's some things happening in in the world. Some evil is awakening in the world. And the ring is like, I need to get back to that. And so it slipped off of Gollum's ha- hand. It abandoned Gollum. It found Bilbo. And then it tricked, tried to trick Bilbo by slipping off his finger. And then the goblins saw it because the goblins right. are evil. And the ring probably thought so the if ring I can, likes the evil. The ring wants to get back to the source of evil. Oh my God. And so here, my theory, my theory is that the ring like tried to reveal uh, Bilbo to the goblins. So as a roundabout way of saying the goblins will find this ring and they'll know where it comes from. They'll know that it needs to get back to Sauron. And because they want to be a part of Sauron's army, then they will try to get it to him but bilbo oh, realized God. what happened and he put it back on and escaped okay but like but how bilbo doesn't know how powerful this ring is he doesn't know what yeah. this ring is so and how would i know that the goblins want to be a part of sauron's army so that i could like read it this way because i just read it as like and it slipped back on not it oh my gosh you're getting all of your books you gotta read these. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta read these. All these. How many books? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. One, they fell one down. Quick- That's okay. 
You've got a spreadsheet. Um, one quick note. Uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers this week and uh, we were talking about some stuff that, that we're dealing or working through. And he was like, have you ever read or watched Lord of the Rings? And I was like, no, but my brother and I are doing a podcast. So I told him about it. So Gabriel, if you're listening, hi. Hey, Gabriel. Um, but he also mentioned something about Sauron. And so I was just like, this name, I know it. <laughs> so it's important. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> this chapter, I told you this chapter, not a lot happens, but it's super important. Okay. This riddles in the dark because how did Gollum get the ring? He found it or his cousin found it and he killed a man for it. But how did it get in the river in the first place? And like, did it, would the ring have known that Gollum was evil or well, Gollum wasn't evil at the, well, but he had inklings uh, or hinting of evil. He was drawn towards the darkness. He was willing to kill for the ring. Yeah. Again, she stole it off from him. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. I like people who are like, Harry Potter is the best thing ever written. It's like, no, you're so, so wrong. Uh, everything she's writing is borrowed. <laughs> and that's saying it lightly, like nicely. Everything she's written is borrowed from other ideas. Tom Marovolo riddle, whatever. Marvolo. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, that is, <laughs> that is just right out. Like that whole part of the story. As I, as I was reading the book, I was like, Oh, this all sounds super familiar. I've read this before many times. Anyway. So the ring, uh, back in. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get in this your book books. here in the Silmarillion. Which book is this? The Silmarillion. Oh, the Silmarillion. Okay. Yes. We. This is one of a couple of editions I have. Uh, we learn How about how many the editions war. of the Silmarillion do you have, Jason? Is it three or four? Total, like print, oh. I have two, and then I have an ebook, and then I bought the circus audiobook. Right. Right. I'm um, sorry. It's the untold tales that you have like three or four copies of. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, three, <laughs> I think. Um, okay. Hush, hush. Oh, right. Sorry, uh, Kathy. <laughs> so it, in the Silmarillion, we learn about the ring and okay. uh, Sauron's crafting of the ring. We learn about the first war that defeated Sauron. Wait, stop. Sauron is more than just like an evil eye. Yeah, he's a person. He's a uh <laughs> he's a wizard. No, well, kind of. No. Um he's a Maya. <laughs> What's a Maya? Oh uh, my gosh. It's like a fallen Can you elf just type. Send me person. a copy of the Silmarillion for I mean, Christmas or something. You, I could. I just I just need you to know you're not gonna understand it. Like it's one of those books that you read and then you have to read it again after reading all of it. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. it's okay. so good though. It's so it's okay. like it is. It's such a powerfully, wonderfully created world that Tolkien made. And when you understand it, it's like, oh, this is actually like, there's so much art here in his craft, in his craft that is just like, this is, this is insanely beautiful and so well thought out. Um, And so like a little children's tale, like the Hobbit has this moment with this ring that is a part of this massive, like thousands of years tale that is uh, so good. And so. In this, the Isildur, uh, Isildur cuts off uh, Sauron's finger. And this is all in the first couple minutes of Fellowship of the Ring, the movie. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and so he cuts off Sauron's finger, cutting the ring off. And he has that moment. He can take the ring and he can throw it in the fire of Mount Doom where it was forged. And Elrond's with him in the movie. And Elrond is saying, throw it in, throw it in. And his sealder is holding the ring. And he looks at Elrond and he's like, no. And he mm. keeps it. And then, and then he dies. He gets shot in the back by an orc in a river. And the ring is lost for centuries. Oh. And then one day Deagle finds it and Smeagol kills him. And then, so on down the road, the ring is doing this work of trying to get back to Sauron for hundreds of years. Okay. So good. And Sauron is a Maya. Yeah. So. This is going way <laughs> off. It's okay. This is all part of chapter five. <laughs> this is to make sense of chapter five. Okay, okay, okay. go for it then. Explain. So, uh, yeah, so Sauron is a, a so there's, um, there's like there's a god in this universe, all right, and he makes everything through song. It's beautiful, and uh, he written song. No, he he sings, and he actually sing like his created his first creations. They sing together, oh, and it's beautiful. But there's one. There's one of these Maya named Melkor who introduces discord into the song. <sighs> and Melkor becomes this uh, evil, like essentially a fallen angel. The Maya are like angels. So he's like a fallen angel. All of his songs are in like minor. Well, kind minor of keys. like he's just consistently working against Iluvatar, the, uh, the, the great, the great one. Um, and so from these different creations, then there's the elves, there's the dwarves, there's the orcs, all these different things. And so the Maya are this level of uh, like angelic type beings, okay, like above the elves, but below Iluvatar. And, and so they're like this supernatural type pantheon, we could we okay. should say. So Melkor is this dark agent. He has a servant named uh, Morgoth. And Morgoth is Sauron. Why does everybody have to have so many different names? Because they've lived so many lives, so so long. And they have so many languages. Over thousands of years, languages change. And so they develop these different names and they pick up new meaning to names and they change their names. And like like the Bible, like Jacob and Israel, right? Um, yeah. Okay. People's <laughs> names change. And so, okay. yes. so, yeah, so Sauron is... Uh, so this ring that is just this dumb little thing in this book mm -hmm. is a part of this larger thing that where like as Melkor is defeated. And so Sauron is like taking over and he's constantly working against the elves. Um, and so then he creates this ring and the elves create their own rings. And then the dwarves, he Sauron makes rings for the dwarves and the men. And he's trying to use the rings to kind of influence everybody to come to his side. And, and so it leads to this great war and he is defeated, but he's not fully defeated because the ring is, he poured all it's this Horcrux idea. He poured all of yeah. his malice and spite and rage into the ring and it gave him power beyond just being invisible. It gave him power to like do terrible things. And we get a hint okay. of the power here when Bilbo wearing the ring is able to jump 
beyond right. what a, a hobbit could do. You know, like that's like that's kind of that's a hint that this ring is more than just an invisibility ring. And so, um, yeah, so this this slimy little golem didn't know how much power he had for all these years. He just used it selfishly. And oh. and the ring, sensing that evil is rising up again in the world, it's like now's the time. I have to I have to get out of this cave. Gotta shoot my shot. He did. Yeah, but he's a <laughs> ring, right? And so, like, what can a ring do? Slip it can off roll away. And roll away. That's it. Wow. And and it looks like it all has to happen by chance. But there there is a a guiding hand through this whole book and this whole series that is like where things look like they're just happening by chance. Finding Orcrist and Glamdring, like that's right. not by chance. Those swords, this is where I, I need to be careful. Uh, those swords were actually technically Elrond's swords because they were used by his like grandfather in the, the Goblin Wars. And so like by line of descent, those should be his swords. And so when he reads them and gives them back to, to Thorin and to Gandalf, this yeah. is an act of great graciousness from, from Elrond to say like, I want you to have these. You're going to do more with these than I will. Like it's a, wow. it's a really cool thing, but you don't know this if you're just reading the story, <laughs> but like right. when you go back and read it again, you're like, Oh my gosh, those are Turgon swords. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Turgon sounds like a name that you would have called me when we were growing up. I'm positive. Of... I did. I I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> that happened, but listen, you little Turgon. Um, <laughs> So, or it's like something that you use to like clear out your septic system. Yeah. I got to get some Turgon to get, uh, get things moving in my uh, bacteria field anyway. So, yeah. So I told you this chapter is super important. This is one of like, it's just so tricksy how Tolkien puts it in here. And like, how much did Tolkien know, Tolkien know he was going to do with the ring at this point? We don't really know because he was still developing the world as he's writing this. But this ring, like in the next chapter, Gandalf, hears Bilbo's story and he's like, magic ring, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So and Gandalf has been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years in Middle Earth. And so he knows he knows some things about some rings. And he may have one of his own. Right. He has one. He has one of the elf rings. So, um. Yeah, so it's going to make it suspicious. And Gandalf will always have a little bit of suspicion about how Bilbo can be invisible and what kind of ring this is. But he's not actually going to do the research about what this ring is until Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. So, yeah. Question, though. The You know, our previous app actually had a recording device and tell, told me how long we've been recording. I have no I know, idea. I'm, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be the last question then. Um, the, like the, the three books in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, those were written first, right? Or was the Hobbit written first? Well, he was writing all kinds of stuff and developing all kinds of things, but the Hobbit was the first book that was published. Oh, so it stands alone. Like you could read this by itself and be like, that was a really fun adventure story. Sure. Um, but it's when you realize like, oh, there's actually so much more. 
that it is like, oh, this is not just a lighthearted adventure tale. There's a whole world. There's lore and history in Middle Earth beyond just the small adventures of of Bilbo Baggins. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, (laughs) finally, sorry, this is the last question. Um, The the books that we had as kids, Mm -hmm. The Hobbit had like, it was Gollum and Bilbo on the front, wasn't it? Yeah. I like vaguely remember it. But I remember thinking that it was like Bilbo's like reflection in a mirror or something, which I know is not accurate. But that's how like I remember it. Are you are you googling the yeah. Hobbit cover creepy? And when were these written? These were written in like the thirties, forties, uh, or later than this that. This one came out in. 1937. That's so bizarro. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. I found it. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get a good, well-lit cover. All right. I want to open image in new tab. No. Nope. I just open. remember being so afraid of that cover as well, because Gollum was creepy as heck. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Now now I'm going to do a thing where I share my screen with everybody. It's this screen. I want everybody to see. I don't know how this is going to look, but this was Ah! the cover that we had growing up. Yes. And uh, yeah, this exact cover. That's why I thought it was a mirror because that looks like a mirror. Right. It it does look like a mirror. Yeah. But this was a motif that was in all of the editions that we had that was that was they all had this kind of like arch over them. Yeah. Um, for different reasons. So yeah, so that's the Hobbit. Uh look, the two towers has one, like it has that this is yeah. uh Gimli and Legolas. Uh Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, here the here's the series right here. So Fellowship is that's Frodo and Gandalf. Frodo. And then uh that's so dumb that's the worst picture that's aragorn later it's like the end of the book right on the cover um so anyway uh, uh now how do i stop and the sharing? guy the guy from uh the matrix is in this the movie too Weaving. right yes that's his he's, name <laughs> he's elrond that's okay i did not know that but that is who i pictured as i was reading this because I, like, I didn't know who he played. I just knew he was a, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm getting yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When the pieces start coming together, you're like, oh, wow. And then you're like, wow, Orlando Bloom, you really didn't have much to do in this movie with talking. And then later. Do you want to try to say that again? Because Like, I he didn't like say he's... a lot in the movie. No, I there's just a... feel like you kind of stumbled through that. Sentence, I knew what I was but... doing. I knew what <laughs> okay. I was doing. There's a, there's a, uh, a meme of, like a video meme of, or his dad would say, Mimi, of, um, do you guys see this Mimi? Uh, of all the times Legolas talks to Frodo in the Fellowship of the Ring and or in the Lord of the Ring movies, and it's one line. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you have my bow, and that's it. <laughs> so it was just him looking pretty, yeah, pretty much. That's really all it was. Yeah. Uh, I sent, I sent Jason uh, a Mimi yesterday, um, of Gandalf talking to Frodo. Nice. 
what up Frodo? Not much. Just been chilling in the Shire my entire life. Like every hobbit ever, except for my uncle when you made him go on that ridiculous quest. Cool. Cool. So are you into jewelry and walking a lot or <laughs> it's just, I, I laughed really hard and it, the Heather of like two months ago would not have would have seen that and been like, oh, this is just the keeps dumbest. scrolling. Yeah, no, it's yeah. so good. I've been sending you things and saying like, this will be important later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In like two years, you're good. You're going to laugh so hard. <laughs> right, right. If we if we keep this whole like one one a week, one chapter a week going. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's that. I mean, we should stop. We should. But yeah, listener, so. if you have questions or if you listen to all of this, well, good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but uh, you probably need to take a break. Probably need to go to the bathroom. You go for it. Um, uh, but if you do we have questions, yeah, I, I don't care what you do. Uh, if you have questions, send us an email, hobbitforming at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and threads, hobbitformingpod on those things. Or join my YouTube channel. Follow along. This is where the videos will be posted. Uh, and uh, or subscribe through Spotify, Spotify, or whatever you use. Uh, it should be available if you just know the RSS feed. Do you know what RSS stands for, Heather? Really super stellar. You're so close. Uh, really simple syndication. Really? <laughs> yeah, RSS. <laughs> I'm dang, dang. You were it. so close. That's awesome. uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so if you know the RSS feed, it should be picked up anywhere. It's hosted through Spotify and all the different things. So thank you for going on this journey with us. Next week, we will read Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire. Uh, if you're watching the animated version of this, it is ridiculous. Um, but in the Hobbit version, the, the movie version of this next chapter is also quite ridiculous. But here come the eagles. And the not eagles? from Philly. Yeah, it's so great. And this is going to be a whole thing later. People will be like, why didn't the Eagles just in the whole time? Because it's not fun that way. So don't worry about it. Okay. Well, wonderful. Jason, good morning. Good morning to you.